I'm not convinced this is a good idea. We need to protect ourselves. This doesn't feel like protection. Honestly, this whole thing feels like a misalignment of priorities. This can keep us safe. If we talk about what happened, make it public, then we remove some of their options. That doesn't seem to track with them detaining me and telling us to do the exact opposite. But we're here. And I don't know about you, but trusting them feels like the biggest mistake we could make right now. Fair. So, tell them. And then, what, business as usual? We blow whistles, then wax nostalgic? The doctor and Jude told us a lot of people are listening. So let's use that. Since we haven't checked ourselves, we don't know why we're getting specs. It might be us. It might be the diaries. Either way, getting more people to listen seems like the best strategy going forward. Deviating from what we've been doing doesn't seem to serve that. I'm sorry. For what? This was predictable to a point. It wasn't. It shouldn't be. Tell them. I wasn't there for a lot of it, so I, it needs to come from you. Last night, zombies came to our door. Mike's. Mike's. Before we left Jude's pod, he told me that he hadn't brought a weapon with him when he flew here. Why would he have flown without a weapon? I'm not sure. He didn't elaborate and I didn't ask. I told him he could hold on to mine. You didn't even mention it. Never had the chance, but it, it was part of what felt weird. When was the last time you went anywhere without a gun? Never. What's that like? I feel naked, but also kind of, I don't know. Uh, makes me wonder if anyone else is walking around undefended. It's not scary, uncomfortable, but not altogether bad. The lack of weight makes me feel physically off balance, but it also makes me feel... What? I don't know. Let me think about it. You don't have any secondaries? No. You can carry one of mine until we get you a new one. What? There's something freeing about not having one. I don't understand that, but it's not really a discussion. It's against the law to walk around undefended. I'm aware. We're off track. They asked me questions about Jude, questions they already knew the answers to for the most part. Our relationship, last time I'd seen him, if I was familiar with his has status. They asked you about his has status? I don't know why. Anyway, according to them, they stopped him and he had a gun on him that was registered to someone else. They didn't tell me why they stopped him to begin with. They asked me a lot of other questions. They told me that I shouldn't tell anyone about this and said they would return my gun after sequencing and indexing the incident. Whatever the fuck that means. What did they say about Jude? Nothing. They ignored all my questions about him. Is he being detained? They wouldn't tell me. But I can't reach him. Okay. Let's get to tonight's letter. But we didn't talk about the We're questions. We're not going to right now. We'll read the letter first, then come back to it. Why? To stretch out the content. Keep people wondering so that they'll stay till the end. Did you read a zine about this or something? Overnight, it's like you're a marketing whiz, detective, MCU superhero. I'm so glad you didn't say DC. I would never. Okay. This is from your mom. <sighs> there isn't much in the way of hope these days. 
There are people in Michigan and Ohio today storming governor's offices, demanding that their governments reopen. In Ohio, the pictures and interviews don't seem real. They can't be. Some guy going on about not being able to buy lawn fertilizer? A woman whining about not going to the hair salon? Michigan has the fourth most cases in the states and the third highest death rate, 1,921 dead. That's 57% of all the people that have died in China, allegedly. And just as efforts to slow this thing down seem to be working, these people want to rush headlong into an unknown that could decimate them. They're out here screaming for the freedom to die so that they can go back to the jobs that don't pay them enough. For the freedom to kill others by carrying this contagion asymptomatically to their fathers and mothers, grandparents, and the ailing. People keep dying and it doesn't seem to matter. When children started getting slaughtered in schoolhouses routinely, we saw that they cared more about their freedoms than they did their own sons and daughters. I told myself it was because they couldn't imagine it happening to them. But as the bullets flew in the classrooms all over the country and shooting drills became standard in daycare centers, that rationalization began to evaporate. It was only a couple of years ago that I learned it was against the law for governments to sponsor a study on statistical gun deaths. The law was decades old. I understood then that none of this was an accident, that death wasn't an antidote to greed. In some cases, it was an accelerant. The Senate Intelligence Chairman sold more than a million dollars in stock after receiving briefings about the virus's impact and then told the public that the country was more prepared than any other to deal with the threat. He made money off of every single person who died alone in a room full of masks and plastic. And yet I am still surprised. It may be because I grew up pampered. We were poor growing up, but racism had ebbed into the subtlety of sledgehammers instead of the bloodlust tied to nooses. Redlining had refined itself into gerrymandering, but the police remained brutal and efficient. When you read this, I can think of only one thing that will carry my hopes with you in words tight enough to hold on to you. The world will not love you, my sons, cops least of all. Trust them with nothing. Only money will set you free, and even then, it is a poor man's freedom. This feels like a setup. This is the letter slated for today? You didn't read this ahead of time? No. And even if I did, it's chronological. This still would have been today's letter, whether I read it first or not. What does that mean? It means you and your mother share some ideas about cops and mics. And before you tell me that there were no mics back then, I think it's safe to assume that her feelings about them may have been the same. My mother knew that I was going to be a black man in America. And America has always been hostile to black men. She wasn't Nostradamus. But still, this is all just getting so... surreal. You're right. It's not prophecy. It's probability. And now you don't have to take my word for it. Convenient. I just thought of something. What? These are public records, right? That's what the doctor said. That's what Estrom said. Yes. So the mics have as much access to this as we do. And no rules about how or when to read them. 
I hadn't thought of that. Yeah, I guess so. So maybe we should just read and listen to them all. Why give them an advantage? Because this isn't about the diaries. They didn't stop you because of this. I'm not sure. Why do you say that? Because most of their questions weren't about Jude or even me. They were about you and the archives. What about them? They strongly encouraged me to stop casting these listening sessions, and they asked if we planned on having children. Before they released you, one of them said something like that to me. What did they say? He said that if I stayed with you, I'd be risking the best gift I could give my child. The gift of Evergreen. Yeah. Well, I guess we owe them a gift of our own for all their concern and sage advice. I don't want to give this up. We won't let them have this. This is ours, so we'll give them defiance.